Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. What up, y'all? We are back again with the one and only Watermark Students Podcast. I'm next to Jermaine Harrison, next to Kaylee Wright, and we have Avery Cole on the podcast, our special guest. Avery, how about you introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. Um, my name is Avery Cole, and I am a senior at the Episcopal School of Dallas. Episcopal School of Dallas. What's your ESD. mascot? Uh, Eagles. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Welcome, Avery. Come on. All right. We're glad you're here. So we've been thinking about this question. Our new question for the podcast today is, if you were a refrigerator... You ready for this? What item would you hate holding? Okay, what I don't. What would you hate holding? I don't know if this goes in the refrigerator or not, but I really, really dislike bananas. So I would definitely not. I would say no, no just bananas. No bananas. Is there no. a reason you just don't like them? The smell, texture, everything. Oh, it's a texture it. thing. That's Get for those sure. Bananas Do you like out of the banana refrigerator? bread and put no. that in the fridge? No. Oh, okay. Bananas just go bad Nothing so fast. Bananas. They're just <laughs> so fast. What about you, Kaylee? Oh, thanks. Um, so mine would be any and all condiments. Sorry, wow. I know they're supposed to be in the refrigerator, but That's if very I was the refrigerator, section. I'd say get out of here. I'm not holding no, that. Nothing. So <laughs> yeah. give us an example. Uh, ketchup, mustard, ketchup pinnace. like on fries. <laughs> Yeah. That's like the staple <laughs> condiment this for is, everything. Yeah, this is a hot take, but I'm like, get that colored paste out of my refrigerator. What about like on a corn dog? Like you put oh, mustard? True. No. You just go plain and dry on a corn dog, on a burger. Oh. Yeah, just as God intended it. It's mm. natural flavor. <laughs> just, but he created But ketchup. here's the thing. No. Are you a send it back person? If they had mayonnaise or you will back. send it back. Oh, I can't. That's that con- passion. I will, yeah. I will send it back. Send it back, back too. <laughs> Jermaine. Um, Great question, Thank Austin. You. I'm so glad that you asked. This oh, also yeah. might be a hot take. If I yes. was a refrigerator, the item <laughs> that I would decline being able to refrigerate no, is uh, guacamole mm-hmm. of any oh. kind. Well, really, it's avocado wow. of any kind. This is for sure uh, a hot take. Yeah, It's uh, for sure a hot take. Don't waste your extra dollar at wherever you're getting your chips uh, oh from. Stick to queso. <laughs> stick to salsa. Guacamole has got to be one of the most disgusting, um, you know, what do you call those? We'll trade. Dips? You Dips? give me your guac, yes. and I'll give you my condiments. I, I will, no, I will actually gladly make that trade. That is an incredibly hot take, not Austin, good. which I don't I? agree with. But uh, here's what I do agree with, guys. Tell us. The worst fruit of all time, cantaloupe. What is cantaloupe <laughs> doing? I have two reasons why cantaloupe is the worst fruit. Number one, it has no flavor. It's That's true. slimy. That's true. Two, it's the fruit that the waiters always just stick in your fruit bowl that you don't want. You want the grapes or the apples, but you all you get is cantaloupe. It's yeah. just literally the worst. It's and you the never filler, want it. The filler fruit. I hate cantaloupe. That's, That's my fair. answer. That's my answer. You not love to not see holding it. that. Nope. Wow. <laughs> Well, those those were great thoughts. The transition are are always hard for this. The transition (laughs) is impeccable. Um, Good to know that. (laughs) She's just so flustered by the fridge. I'm so flustered from refrigerator to friendship. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That was good. good. Austin, that was a great question. Thank you for kicking us off with that. It's good to be able to consider um, what life would be like if we were a refrigerator. But that is not what we're talking Mm. about today on the podcast. Instead, we're going to be continuing uh, to talk about friendship. So last episode, we talked about how do I make new friends? What should I look for? 
in making new friendships. But today we're going to talk to Avery about maintaining friendships. And more specifically, uh, we're going to be answering the question, how do I keep those friendships that I do have, my um, friendships, how do I make my friend group and keep it healthy and strong? And so Avery, we're excited to talk to you about this and to get to learn a little bit from your experience with friends. And so uh, just to kind of kick off the topic, tell us a little bit about you um, and just your friends. Like, what do we need to know about you and friends? So um, in sixth grade, I joined a watermark small group and my small group, unlike most, is a big mix of a ton of different private, public, homeschool and all that. And so throughout middle school has been a time of building those friendships. And so a lot of middle and early high school was friends from school and friends from competitive cheer because I spent most of my time there. And so after I left competitive cheer beginning of sophomore year, a lot of sophomore year was a time of loneliness and just praying to the Lord for a good, solid friend group um, and friends to surround me where the Lord can be the foundation. And so after summer, after sophomore year, um, going on the mission trip with Shoreline to Turks and Caicos was a big answered prayer um, of just walking away with stronger friendships with people that I was in small group with and I had known before um, and also just new friendships of both my grade and the grade below me and above me from church and just having new friendships and different schools and different grades. Um, and so that has been a big blessing and has become some of my closest friends. Yeah, that's so good. I think just for even clarifying for those listening right now, um, at Watermark, our small groups do start in sixth grade and typically it's like the same school region or things like that. But for you, you have been in the same small group for almost seven years now with mm -hmm. girls, um, all in the same grade, but at different schools, um, public, private, all of that. And that's seven years of having to maintain those friendships, grow in those friendships. Um, and I think like that's really really crazy to think about yeah I mean the thing that comes to my mind is I think when most people think of you know maintaining friendships uh, they think of the, the person who um, has gone to the same uh, school since kindergarten with the same group of friends and that's really I mean that's common in some scenarios but probably every story of of her friendships and different dynamics is more normal yeah. where you where you are having to if you you want to have friends if you want to maintain friendships that you have to believe and act like the health of your friend group is your job like she um if if she wanted to be passive and 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 not be someone who was intentionally seeking friendships she would it would be easy for her to do because of the different groups and social circles that she was in um, but she made that intentional choice and i, and I just want to encourage those listening as well that you know, if you want to maintain friendships, you th if you think your friend group is a, a good group of people that are encouraging you and that you have fun together and so on and so forth, it's not just the social person's job, you know, to send out the text. Oh, hey, we're doing this this weekend. Who wants to come? Or it's not just, you know, maybe the person that has a, 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 a bigger personality, but it's every single person in that group's job to choose to be intentional, to act like the health of your group is your job. It's not anyone else's job. It's your job. That's so good. Avery, tell us a little bit about how your friend group plays that out. What do you guys like to do um, for fun on the weekends? Help us help us understand a little bit. So with my group, especially being at all different schools, we usually hang out once or twice a week and then seeing different people throughout through small group community, things like that. But when we do hang out, 
usually anything outside. Um, we like to drive around, listen to music, go on food and ice cream runs, have movie nights, or just go to a park or like a parking lot and skateboard or play spike ball or play games and just hang out. So much fun. That is so much fun. And if you're out there listening and you're like, man, I think it's so easy to think that in your teenage years, whether it's, you know, junior high or high school, that the only places to have fun are where, you know, maybe the the majority of the crowd is at a party or, you know, whatever it might be. And that being a Christian is is boring because it sucks the life and the fun out of high school. And I just want to say to anyone listening, as you've just heard Avery say, that you can be creative um, as a Christian teenager and and have a lot of fun. If all your if your only concept of fun in your teenage years is parties and you know drinking and whatever else comes with that, man, you're just not creative enough yeah. because you just got a ton of ideas right here from Avery. Yeah, and clean fun can be a blast. Let's go. And I, I've heard it said like sin robs you of creativity. Really, you really settle for just those things that make you compromise or the things that you'll regret. Uh, and there's just so much life and so much fun to be had uh, when you're being creative and doing things that are, you know, not just settling for the drinking or the partying, but having to stretch your mind and, and figuring out as a group what you guys want to do. Yeah. I think that's so good. Avery, um, let's talk about just the idea of a friend group. Um, what do you think makes a friend group a good friend group? I would say first off, a friendship or a group that loves you and spurs you on towards the cross and a better life in Christ. Um, as Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I would say secondly, a friend that is there f- with you f- through everything, through the highest times in your life and the lowest times, and is just there to walk through with you with everything. Um, lastly, I would say people who um, love you and will love you in a way that they will lovingly call you out and help lead you away from sin. Um, as Proverbs nineteen twenty says, listen to advice and accept discipline. And as chapter 27, uh, verse six says, wounds from a friend can be trusted in somebody that, so somebody that just loves you, but loves you enough to call you out um, and push you towards being better. I love that, Avery, because as you're talking and speaking about someone who um, is with you in the good times, is with you in the bad times, or someone who loves you enough to call you out, or someone who encourages you, all of those things, the word that comes to my mind in the midst of that, like that is the undercurrent of all of those aspects of maintaining a healthy friendship or maintaining healthy friendships is trust. Like trust is the currency of maintaining friendships. Like you, you, you don't um, receive feedback or, um, you know, rebuke from someone you don't trust that you don't think has your best interests at heart. You don't invite someone into the hard times of your life that you don't trust, that you don't believe has your best interests at heart. And so whoever's listening, man, like that's the that's the key. If you want to continue to maintain healthy friendships, trust is you know, the highest value, uh, the highest priority that you can think to have. And trust comes with being someone who's marked by honesty, by loyalty, um, by, you know, just 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 having the best interest in mind of all those other people in your group rather than your own maybe social progression or how people view you or whatever it might be. Trust yeah. is a currency yeah. of yeah, those I think, friendships. I think that is so good even just to point out that Nothing you said about friendship had to do with popularity. It had to do with dating status. It had to do with athletics or anything like that. 
like we are so quick in our teenage years to be like a good friend group is the most popular one. It's the one where I get the most amount of invites. It's the one where it makes me look good on social media. That's going to get me a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, you just dove into like really good, authentic friendship, um, is a commitment to one another because we're committed to Christ and we get to have fun. We get to encourage each other. And sometimes we have to press in and have hard combos together. Yeah. Yeah. And to the hard combos, if you weren't, if you haven't listened to the last podcast, I'd encourage you to go back and listen, but we talked really about how you build trust, which is through authenticity. And I think as friendships grow, like people are really impressed by your strengths and what mm-hmm. you can do and your popularity, but they identify with those weakness weaknesses that you have. And so if you want to build trust, you want to continue to maintain those friendships, you have to be vulnerable. There's no other way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. And we know it's not easy. Friendship is yeah. messy and it's because we're putting broken people in the context of relationship. And mm-hmm. so we know that there's most likely your, your friend group hasn't been perfect. You know, I assume there's times where it's been hard. And so tell us a little bit about a season where your friend group wasn't as strong, healthy or connected and what contributed to that. I would say life is just busy. Um between school and sports and just different things going on in life, a lot of what contributed is that to that is just the busyness of life and not putting as much work and having as much time to see each other and maintain those friendships. Either that or just friends becoming more distant or putting less effort into the friendship and maintaining that because it takes effort and a lot of hard work to truly do life with people, but it is so worth it in the end. Yeah. I mean, as you're, as you're sharing those thoughts, um, I was like thinking about myself, like back in, you know, my teenage years and thinking of my friend group and, you know, making plans and texting on our not iPhones and all those things. (laughs) And, And the thought that came to my mind is, if you want to maintain healthy friendships that you have to have a realistic expectation of your friend group. Like if you're the person listening, who's like, you know, uh, I want to hang out every single night of the week. That's just, that's just not going to happen. You know, people have their families, they have homework, they have their TikToks and their Snapchats to make. They have, and I'm just kidding on that one, but truly like part-time job. <laughs> I'm kidding on that one. But, but, but what I want to say is that everyone can't hang out every day. Mm-hmm. And if that's your expectation, if that's your bar of like, Hey, a great friendship that's being maintained is that we're doing things that are fun every single day or more often than not. I just don't think that that's necessarily a healthy view of, 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 of what a friendship should look like or yeah. can look like. Yeah. And sometimes there's some seasons where there's a lot more free time maybe for you to mm-hmm. hang. And there's some other times where mm-hmm. you just have to double down on work on something else or you're involved in something else. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I've, I've seen just in guys, guys groups specifically that really hurts friendships is this, this idea of competition. Like we, when I, when I say competition, I mean like secretly being happy when you see another person fail yeah. or when they get friend zoned or they don't make the team or they get a bad grade. Like we're secretly happy when they fail and then we're secretly, you know, mad when they succeed. Yeah. Uh, and that will just ruin friendships. I've seen that in the guy side that we can't celebrate with those who succeed and we can't, you know, you know, weep with those who weep as, as Romans twelve fifteen says. And so my encouragement to you would be, you need to get over the idea that it's about you and don't let competition ruin friendships because it's so toxic mm-hmm. um, to building healthy friendships. So. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. 
Um, Avery, what advice would you give to someone who is part of a good friend group, but they're starting to see that the health and strength of the group is dwindling? What would you tell them? I would say first off, just put Christ at the center of that friendship. Um, seek to strengthen and spur each other on in y'all's faith and keep each other accountable because it is hard um, being a Christian. And so as First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. I would say if there is conflict or something is dwindling, draw a circle around yourself and see what have you done? Um, what have, what conflict can you be a part of that you can re- seek to resolve and ask forgiveness for? And on the other side of things, if somebody has made an offense against you, overlook the small things, but seek um, to resolve and forgive through that because love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Lastly, I would say just be intentional, seek people out to hang out and do things and to grow that friendship and have intentional conversations about how they are genuinely doing and how you can be a better friend to them and grow that friendship. This portion of our Watermark Students podcast is brought to you by the Book of Proverbs. Mm. If you want to learn <laughs> yes. how to be and maintain <laughs> friendships, go read that book. If you don't have a time, place, and plan for spending time in God's Word, Proverbs is your play. But Avery, what you were saying there, or part of what you were saying that, that stood out to me, was the idea of resolving conflict in a healthy way being a key to maintaining healthy friendships. I think, um, at least from a guy, from guy's perspective, and friend groups that I've been a part of, it's easy for guys to, if there's a conflict, if there's a hurt that comes up, everyone in the group or most guys want to feel tough or macho and maybe feel like resolving conflict or admitting that they were hurt is a sign of weakness or a sign of, I don't know, not being manly enough. So everyone toughens up, (laughs) you know, and and that uh, unresolved conflict is an undercurrent in their friendship and it stunts the group growth of yeah. that friendship from flourishing out of the like, you know, the the casual conversations into the authentic conversations, because if they really had to be authentic, they would um, need to resolve those conflicts. I've done that. I've experienced yeah. that. And I'm sure others who are listening have as well. And so my yeah. encouragement is that we're all human. Conflict does happen um, and it takes humility to ask for forgiveness or humility to bring up that you were hurt. But it is so essential to maintaining friendships that are continuing to grow. Yeah. And I think to Avery's point, she just said, Hey, overlook the small things. Oh my gosh. I think people just take everything personally (laughs) or that you give them a bad look and it's like the end of the world. We need to stop making like big things out of small things uh, and just overlook those small things uh, to maintain friendships because we're sinful and we're going to say, we're not going to say everything perfectly. And so be okay with not getting everything right and and overlooking things that happen. That's really, really small. For sure. That's and good. I, and I think from a girl's side, we like, I've seen so many high school friendships with girls just dissolve or like cease to exist because they are afraid to press in and have a hard conversation. And so hard conversations are not a sign of an unhealthy friendship. Like mm-hmm. healthy friendships have hard conversations. It's just a part of it. Like you're going to hurt each other's feelings. Matthew five tells us like before we go, and worship God. If we have unresolved conflict in our friendships, like we need to take care of that. We need to press in and like make sure we're whole with others. And in high school, it can be really easy to be like, I'll just, I don't want to do that because it's hard or uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but that's a way to, to honor God through our friendships. And I think ultimately it provides longer, healthier friendships for us. Mm -hmm. If we're willing to press in and have those combos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Avery, is there just, if you're thinking of the person that's listening to this podcast today, they have a group of friends. Um, 
And they're like, I'm starting just to wonder what can I keep doing um, to honor God through these? What would be one last encouragement that you'd give to someone listening today? I would say have friends of all grades, genders, schools, and um, walks of faith, but find a core community of girls or guys that are running alongside you towards Christ. Be intentional um, and love them well. It takes hard work to build and maintain friendships, but it is so worth it in the end. Let's go. That is awesome. that is some that is some good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And if I were to add to that or kind of extend what we were talking about, man, I, I really feel like I need to go back and remind again uh, on that conflict deal of like maintaining healthy friendships. It requires it needs the gospel, the hope that is found mm-hmm. in Jesus. Um, any other source of maintaining healthy friendships is just, you know, temporary. It might it might work for a while, but the gospel, understanding that Jesus loves us so much that he came, lived, died, and rose again so that we can be reconciled to God is the key to being reconciled to um our friend in our class, uh, our friend in our team, or whatever it might be. The gospel is the core of maintaining healthy, true, genuine friendships. So if you're listening and you're not a believer, man, that's okay. I'm glad you're here, but I hope that you would trust Christ. And if you are a follower of Jesus, I hope that you would allow the gospel to transform the way you um, make and maintain friendships. Let's go. That's awesome. Avery, thank you so much for joining us. You provided some incredible insight that we think will help people as they discover how they can build, but strictly maintain friendships, which we know we say around here a lot that friendships and community is forged and found and it's really hard and it takes work. Um, but you need to be okay with that and push through the awkward, as we said. And so just to kind of summarize what we talked about on the podcast today, we just said you need to believe and act like the health of your friend group is your job. Like it's your priority. Assume it's your responsibility to maintain and to help that friendship grow. And then understand that trust is the currency of maintaining relationships. So if you want to build a healthy friendship that you need to have the center of trust. Um, and lastly, we just said, have realistic expectations about your friend group that understand that, you know, sometimes they're not going to always, uh, you know, do what you want to do, but you need to be okay with serving others, seeing others, um, and maintaining that in a healthy way. And so that's going to do it for us on the podcast today. Avery, thank you so much. And so if you have any more questions about teenage life, you'd like for us to discuss, feel free to email students at watermark.org. Hit us up. Let's go. Yes, see y'all. Thanks, Dave. We'll Let's see you.